All right, guys, we are back, and we are now talking about the state of the Big Ten. You had one more thought, though, you wanted to get to on Jim Harbaugh going to the NFL. Yeah, because like the idea that fans are Ohio State fans, especially, are still pointing at this whole cheating thing, and oh, well, Michigan's going to get punished or whatever. I just want to say I found it interesting because there was reports early on in this this Connor Stallions process that Jim Harbaugh wouldn't be able to find refuge in the NFL if he left, and I haven't heard a peep about that. Since since this whole interview process started, since he's been hired for several days now, I haven't heard anything about it either. So, like that, I think that was just bullshit from the beginning. And I honestly think it's fine that he 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 like he should be able to find refuge in the NFL. Why should the NFL have any reason to suspend Jim Harbaugh for something stupid that happened in in college? Uh, like especially something that like they have no jurisdiction over. Everybody knows that the, the NCAA is a house of cards anyway, and they don't really rule with an iron fist whatsoever. It's all just BS. Like, it, it made no sense to me that if he went to the NFL, they'd find a way to, like, back channel, oh, you're suspended for X amount of games because the NCAA said so. Like, no. I understand that people think, like, the NFL enjoys the fact that they have a free minor league system that feeds into them, so they're not going to do anything to ruffle those feathers. But, guys – if they found out that they could put games on Saturdays during the fall and the peak of college football season, and, and, and it would be, if they really wanted to, they could compete with college football and it would still do numbers. Like they don't give a shit about anybody. I don't care what anybody says. That's the NFL. They just don't very much a potty mouth in this show. That's three, that's three (laughs) S's for you, young man. It's a Friday night. I'll let it slide, but easy up on that. I, you know, my ultimate goal is I think it'd be the funniest troll move in history if Jim Harbaugh hired Connor Stallions as one of his scouts, <laughs> I think it would be so would be funny, funny because all the uh, the pious beat writers in college who, I mean, the Greg Doyles of the world who cry tears and it's cheating, it's cheating, and they use heavy-handed language, and it's just a bunch of crap. I don't care about it. That's yeah. not why they won the national championship. I no. think it would be friggin' hilarious. I almost, I almost fell to your, your level there. With a potty mouth, I think it'd be funny as hell if Connor Stallions was one of the, the the newest Chargers scouts this year. If he was, how many NFL teams like are double, triple checking him through security every time he comes? They're like, hey, no, it's legal now. Sure. That's true. John, yeah, actually, John Harbaugh did say that. Did you see that clip a couple weeks ago? Yep. They, they were like, oh yeah, uh, they were talking about the weather in Kansas City. He was like, yeah, we got some scouts going to that game to, to video stuff, and he's like. Which is legal, by the way, in the NFL. Oh, my God. So this now leads us with what I think is a pretty interesting question. And we're going to get to the Sharon Moore stuff in a minute. But with Jim Harbaugh going to the NFL, is Ryan Day the best football coach in the Big Ten? And remember, this now includes uh, UCLA, USC, Washington, and Oregon, just for what it's worth. Man, uh... Yeah, it's a good uh, the, the bringing up the other coaches or the other teams that are joining is is I think important. Um, I, I don't know if I'm willing to say, you know, I honestly think it might be Dan Lanning. If I'm being 100 percent honest, mm-hmm. uh, and there, I mean, there's a reason Bama wanted him. He, I think, is at the forefront of this movement that Ohio State is now sort of finally diving in the deep end with of the the NIL stuff and and trying to retain players through paying them even though it was so uh, frowned upon for so many years and, and not the way to do things right. Um, 
I, I think it, 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 I, I honestly think it might be Dan Lanning. I'm trying to kind of go through them all in my head and think through who else well, would be up there. I, I think well, Ryan Day is what, up there. How about this? How about I go through every coach and you just give me a I mean, yes or no with hard. a little explanation yeah. on whether that coach is better than Ryan Day. I mean, I'm already going to say no on James Franklin. We right. know no, 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 no. Don't you do that. Let me, let me. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to start at Illinois. Brett Bielema, better or worse than Ryan Day? No. Uh, worse. That's not an answer. Yeah. I'm sorry, worse. No, that's not how <laughs> questions work. Uh, yeah, I would agree. All right. This one I actually think is fun so, simply because he had such success at the level he had. Kurt Signetti at Indiana. I see where you're going with that. Um, I'm not willing to say he's better than Ryan Day at this point, just because Ryan Day's resume speaks for itself. I mean, he's beaten all these other teams except Michigan the last couple of years. Um, and I think he's he's done some nice things at, at Indiana, but I'm not willing to put him ahead of Ryan Day. I think Signetti's going to be fun at Indiana. I don't know he's going to win enough to to do what everybody wants, you know, to cause a kind of havoc that you could, but I think it's going to be fun. Um, but I, I think Ryan Day's better, by the way. Uh, so that's two, two, and, uh, two, two and oh, is what I was trying to say. Uh, Kirk Ferentz at Iowa. Is he a better coach? <laughs> maybe a better, maybe a better defensive coach. I'll, I'll give him that. I mean, I actually not- think, I think we've reached a point where Kirk Ferentz is actually incredibly underrated, but I, there's no way he's not better than Ryan Day. No. Ryan has had more success in his four or five years than, than Kirk has in his, here's, uh, here's what I'll say. Years. Here's what I'll say. Kirk Ferentz is better at getting more out of less than what Ryan Day is. Like Ryan Day to this point in the in the shadow of the born on third base comments from, from Jim Harbaugh from several years ago, he has had everything under the sun, all the resources, all the the weaponry, all the great talent to 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 do what he's done. And Kirk Ferentz just flat out hasn't, and he continues to find ways to win games he shouldn't and get his team to the Big Ten Championship game somehow, some of the worst Big Ten Championship games we've ever seen. But he finds a way to do it, so I'll give him credit for that. You ready for a tough uh, – so this, this is – you're still going to say Ryan Day. But I, I his his he actually has a case to be one of the more respected coaches in the Big Ten. Mike Loxley of Maryland. I like Loxley. He's, he's, he's won 23 games in three years. That's pretty impressive at Maryland. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he, he, he feels like the right guy for that program. Um, and he's also, he's given some teams, some tests, uh, Ohio state included in recent years since he's been there. So yeah, I think, I think he feels like the right fit for that program. I don't know if I'm going to say he's better than Ryan Davis. Jonathan Smith, the newly minted coach of Michigan state. Uh, jury's still out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, my big thing with that is where he, was he again? He was at Oregon State. That's yeah. right. That's right. And so I think he's a nice coach, but I think it's going to be an uphill uh, climb there at Michigan State. Yeah, I, I completely uh, honestly, I have. You forgot about him. I forgot, forgot about. about well, I forgot about him because Michigan State is just like not even registering in my in my mind at this point because they reached the lowest of lows. Was after they put Hitler on their scoreboard this year that I'm kind of like, ah, eh, they it's still tough. exist, huh? They're still I, I, they're still a school up there in, in Germany. Michigan. Will attest it's tough to come back from Hitler. <laughs> yeah. All right, it takes a long time to rebuild after that. Uh, PJ Fleck at Minnesota is I, Ryan I, Day a better coach? Yeah, PJ is like one of those raw raw. Like he, I think I think that's the thing that Fleck does better than Ryan Day. He has like the raw raw stuff down, like that video of of Ryan Day kind of getting into the center of that circle and like riling the guys up. Like it just looked so. <laughs> It just looked so like uh, fake and, you know, 
Like, I, like it, it just didn't, it was very cringy. Um, but PJ Fleck, like him doing something like that, you'd feel like, like he's, he's the row the boat guy and he's out there with these team slogans and all this. So I think he does that maybe better than Ryan Day, but I don't think he's a better coach. I think PJ Flex's a knob. Moving on, Nebraska's <laughs> Matt Rule is Ryan Day a better Ooh, head coach? So that's that's an interesting one because I do think Ron, I th- I do think Matt Rule is actually a really good coach, and um, we're gonna get a chance to see him with like a legitimate quarterback now. Because yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. It's Rayola, Rayola yeah. did go there. I know yeah. it was like between him and Georgia, and he ended up going there. That's why Comicord didn't go there. So with a legitimate quarterback, I'm actually kind of nervous about them. Um, in the Big Ten, in, in a couple, in the next couple of years, if if Rule can really ramp up his recruiting and bring in some good guys around him, um, but I I think Matt Rule is actually a good coach. You actually probably have a better read on Matt Rule even than I do, having covered him during his Carolina Panthers days. But I mean, the fact that he rose as, as quickly as he did from Baylor, got the job at, at in the NFL, I think speaks to him as a, as a coach in general. I think Matt Rule is a tremendous program builder. Yeah. I think he had no place in the NFL. I root for him at Nebraska, but he's not better. He has not proven he's a better coach right now than Ryan Day is. He's a he's a proven program builder. He's not better than Ryan. He hasn't he hasn't been in the playoffs. You know, like his his teams his team success have come right before he jumped to another job. You know, he peaked Temple right before heading off to Baylor. He peaked Baylor right before heading off for Carolina. So I I think this Nebraska job will go a long way into proving he's either a great college coach or just a really good program builder that gets places. You know, he's a five to seven year guy and then on to the next school, David Braun at Northwestern. That's a one year deal. That's tough to say. Um, So we'll put him James Franklin is James Franklin, a better head coach. Well, real quick, going back to Northwestern, what's interesting is if if Pat Fitzgerald was on was still there, which we don't need to get into all that, but um, that would actually be closer than I think people realize. Pat Fitzgerald has always gotten a lot of praise from his players, um, and Justin Fields even talked about it. like Justin Fields almost went to Northwestern because he wasn't highly recruited for a while coming out of high school and. Northwestern was like the one team that was kind of like looking at him. And so once he kind of got more names linked to him, it was over. But um, I think Pat Fitzgerald was actually a really good. Aside from. (laughs) I think Pat Fitzgerald is Kirk Ferentz in a purple uh, smock. (laughs) I I guess, you know, I'm I'm starting to regret this because I have to realize that uh, I have to come to terms with the fact that being a good head coach also means that you don't have going on in your program. What was going on in your program? And that yeah. wasn't great, so never mind. I take it all back. It's probably a smart call by you. <laughs> yeah, good, just, good, quick retraction. Er- erase that entire part of the section. <laughs> Don't run from it. Is James Franklin a better coach than Ryan Day? No. Well, all you have to do is throw out the record against Ohio State and Michigan in big games. Like Ryan Day is. Ryan Day does what James Franklin does in like every big moment in like the against Michigan. That's basically what it is. Like Ryan Day becomes James Franklin against Michigan, but he can't, James Franklin is James Franklin every single game. That's that's you, you want to hear this? This is James Franklin's record at Penn State. 88 and 39. <laughs> Can you believe that? Like that is not that hey, is, no. Somehow he was in the running for the Alabama job though. Hey, listen, yeah, it's called his agent. Uh Purdue's Ryan Walters, he's only had one season on the job in any capacity. That's yeah. not um Greg Schiano at Rutgers. I think Greg Schiano is another one like 
uh, Kirk Ferentz, who is really good at getting a lot out of less. And I think he would be better. I think he's better than that than at that than Ryan Day is. Um, but I think overall, like from a schematic standpoint and and all that, I would probably still lean Ryan Day. All right, this one would have been really tough about a decade ago. Chip Kelly at UCLA. Oh shit. There's a fourth these, shift. These new, these new teams, these new teams. Well, it, and also, I think wasn't there reports this week that Chip Kelly might might get a look for the NFL gig? I, I think that is exactly yeah. what it might be. But I, um, I think he'll stay. I think he's got one yeah, more year, but yeah. he's got to win big this next year. I, yeah, he's not. I'll just tell you, he's he, not. He, he's not. But it is interesting because we know like what his what he what his offensive scheme used to be at in the college level was like he he changed the game right it was like all this hurry up stuff and and uh it was a lot of the stuff that that uh Nick Saban rallied against he hated like the pick plays and oh that's pass interference and then he sort of started to embrace it but like he changed college football in a lot of ways in terms of the way the offenses were run so it's crazy to think however long ago we would have thought differently about that but yeah right now I'm not willing to say that all right, now is when – okay, I'm going to give you one more before we get to the tough ones. Jed Fish at Washington. No, it's not. No, he's no. Ryan Day's a better coach. Jed's had three years at Arizona. If it was still Kalen DeBoer, I think it would be worth debating. I think it would be a real conversation yeah, with Kalen agree, DeBoer. Yeah, agree, agree. Hence but, why he got the Alabama gig. Right, I, but I think we, we need to see more before we can say that. All about right, Jed Fish. I don't know you being the Ohio State homer you are or ready for this one. But I'm gonna give it to you. I'm, I'm a, I think I think I know where you're going, and I'm right. Luke Fickle, Wisconsin. What's funny about this, and I sent you this the other night, is that Pete Thamel put out all the names of coaches that uh, would be linked, could be linked to the Michigan job, uh-huh. and I had to laugh at the at the mention of Luke Fickle on that list because man, you talk about things that you like real trolling opportunities, like. Luke Fickle, if he actually had a chance to go to Michigan, like would he take that job just to get back at Ohio State for not giving him the job full time, however many years ago? And I mean, it's his alma mater. It he it always sounds like he has he has eyes on maybe getting back at some point. But that would be an old, like the greatest pathway would just be like, oh, I'm gonna go to Michigan and beat them up, and then they're gonna be like, hey, you actually want to come back and and flip the script here a little bit? So I thought that would have been hilarious. I think Luke Fickle is a great coach. Um, I think that he also is a, a real, he, you have to be a good recruiter to do what he did at Cincinnati and bring in the players that he brought in. So I think he has a really good eye for talent, which is something that I think puts him on par with, with Ryan day. I'd like to see at a bigger program, him like, like Wisconsin, him continue to have success before I think I put him over Ryan day. But I think like between him day and Lanning, I think those three are kind of near the top for me where it's, it's it's wanting to see a little bit more from from Fickle before I put him above those two guys. But I think, like, he's in the conversation. I think this year is a big year for Luke. It, I, he's not Wisconsin born and bred, so the pressure on him is going to be – they were 7-6 and six last year. He's got to win 10 games this year to keep himself on solid footing. It's tough to be an outsider in a place like Wisconsin. All right. Here, the last two ones, one you've already mentioned, but I do want to get to, I think some people would point, put Luke, uh, Lincoln Riley over Ryan Day. I disagree. Lincoln has had a lot of success. He has taken, o- you know, he had, what'd you say? With quarterbacks in particular. Yes. Well, but I mean, remember he, he was in the playoffs, I think twice with Oklahoma. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's tough to do. I mean, 
even though it was at a time where Texas was taking a step back. What I will say is he has been an abject disappointment in in uh, Southern California. I I still think he can coach, but like the bar has changed, and I just think like. He, this is a dude that went 55 and 10 in five years at Oklahoma. He's already 19 and eight in two years. He already has almost as many losses in two years at USC as he did at, uh, at Oklahoma. I'll take Ryan day over Lincoln Riley right now. Did he make a mistake going to us like leaving Oklahoma? I mean, it got 10 years, $110 million. They That's bought his true. old house in Oklahoma <laughs> and they bought him a new house in California. Okay. Aside from like, from like a job standpoint though. Like, did he – like, because um, I, I wouldn't have thought, like, there's pressure at Oklahoma, but I feel like at USC, they, they're they in that same sort of territory that Texas was for a long time where it was, we think that this is the guy who's going to bring us back to prominence, right? And every year you think, like, oh, USC's back. They just said – they had Caleb Williams this past year coming off a of Heisman season. This was supposed to be the year that they, they, they got everything back on track after Pete Carroll. And – Ever since Pete Carroll, they just haven't been the same. So I don't know. Like it, it, it seems like there's more pressure there. I would also think like maybe I would imagine he has more resources there because it's USC and, and LA and the glitz and glamour and all this stuff. But it, it just seems like other than the fact that he produces some of the best quarterbacks um, coming out of college every year that are top draft picks, I, I don't know if I, I, I feel like he's like, I think he's kind of fallen flat in terms of what the expectations were for him. For sure. You you want a hot one? I think, I think Ryan day is who Lincoln Riley was through four years at Oklahoma. He's made the playoffs, but hasn't won a national championship. He's had some success against your biggest rival, but not consistent. And, you know, Lincoln went 12 and two, 12 and two, 12 and two, nine and two. And then that last season went 10 and two, and that was – you could just feel – it's not that people at Oklahoma didn't like him, but you could just sense that the pressure was building to do something bigger than end up a two-loss team. I think I think that Ryan Day is in about year four at Oklahoma of where – or sorry, he's where uh, Lincoln was going into that last year, where after that fifth year, Lincoln said, oh, I might want to go ahead and take the money and run. Everybody assumes that Ryan's going to get fired this next year if he doesn't beat Michigan. He might beat Michigan but lose in the playoffs, and that might grease the skids for him to kind of land another job to say, well, I beat Michigan, and now I'm going to go out. Like, I think Ryan Day is now on a Lincoln-Riley trajectory, which is why this year is so important to get not just a win against Michigan but a win, potentially a, a national championship win, to just silence all the doubters. But I would still say, I think Ryan is above Lincoln. I think I agree. I, I do. I do agree. Sorry, I, I just be more firm about it. I guess. Um, I also like. I here's the other thing. I like. I I don't mean to just go back and use this as like the simple. I guess explanation for why I think Ryan Day is a good coach. I, I don't want to simplify it down to just like one game necessarily, but I I do look back and see what Ryan Day did in that Georgia game in the playoff last year. And like, I like that was one of the best games that Ryan Day's called in his career. And, and I just felt like he put up a better fight than I think we've seen Lincoln Riley teams do over the years. There was the one year they got boat raced by, by LSU. And I understand that LSU team, we all look back and say it might've been the greatest college football team ever. So I get that. Um, he did put up a fight against, 
Um, in, in an Orange Bowl, I remember in 2018, he he played, it was like a 10 point game by the end against Bama. But even that, Wasn't and he that went the to Baker year. Or no, no, uh, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, it was because 2018 is when Baker got drafted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 2017, they lost to Georgia in the Rose Bowl. And again, that went to double overtime, but that wasn't the same Georgia now. Like, I just want to know how he would do against some of these other top programs. And I think we kind of saw that this past year in the Pac-12. He got out coached by by Kalen DeBoer and in Washington boat race that uh, maybe not boat race then, but I remember it was a high scoring game. And then they lost to Oregon. Like, I, I think that there's coaches who have proven that they've passed Lincoln Riley. I, I don't know that he is the. It, it's one of those. He's not who we thought they were type things because I, I agree with you. Like he's, he's what we, here's what I think Ohio state fans think Ryan day is at Ohio state right now. So I do think that I'm going to save the Sharon Moore one till the Michigan panic meter, which will be in the next segment. But I do think with Dan Lanning, I think it's a conversation. The reason why I would still take Ryan day over Dan Lanning is just the, the amount of success. And, yeah, and the fact that, the resumes, yeah. you know, Dan's been the head coach at Oregon for two years I think he's going to make that one of the toughest teams to beat in the Big Ten. And I think Ohio State fans should start to fear Oregon because they're one of the few teams yeah. with the ponies to go up against you. That being said, he's 22-5 and five in two years. This was arguably his best team, and he lost to Washington twice. So I think, Ryan, like, here's if the he reason gets, why. If he, if he builds a legitimate defense, because that was always the knock in the Pac-12, right? Like, they didn't play defense, whatever. If he builds a legitimate defense, I think like maybe that goes differently, and maybe there's there's we're, we're having a conversation here. I think you have to do that in the Big Ten, like that's the difference. Um, so we'll find out about that. I, like if you were if you were putting like gun to my head today, if you asked me like who would you rather have, I might actually say Dan Lanning because I I just think like he's at the forefront of this movement and and he really gets it. Um, I think he'd buy into a lot of like the history between Ohio State and Michigan and all these different things, maybe more so than Ryan Day has has kind of done. So I might take Dan Lenning like gun to my head right now, but that could also change, you know, next week. So I, I think it's pretty I, I just, close between quick, those two. I think you're crazy. Hmm. I think you're absolutely right now today. It could absolutely change this fall, but I think to say after everything Ryan's done, like, cause you gotta understand it's not just about win loss record. It's about recruiting. It's about putting guys into the NFL. It is about, you know, being in a position to be in the playoffs, which Ryan has done half the time he's been a head coach. And albeit, you know, he's been to one national title game and he, he lost that Georgia game as well. But like he's had two of the four best teams in college football, two of the four years he's been the head coach. And I just think like recruiting top notch, putting dudes to the NFL, top notch, three quarterbacks, top 15 picks in, in uh, four years. Like I or five years. I don't know what more you could ask from Ryan Day other than just beat Michigan and win a national championship. And nobody else, like nobody else has the resume or recruiting or putting dudes in the NFL. Like Fickle doesn't have it yet. Um, Dan Lanning doesn't have it yet. Hell, even Kalen DeBoer didn't have it yet. And I think Kalen's a freak of a coach. Lincoln's got some of that, but like a lot of that was at Oklahoma. So like I just think, like, I think it's okay for Ohio State fans to realize with Jim Harbaugh going off to the NFL, I think Ryan Day is the toast of the town here, even if we still have questions about him. I think that he should be. I mean, I definitely think going into next year, like, without Jim Harbaugh, with Jim Harbaugh out of the picture, 
he has to believe and he has to think and he has to prove that like he should be the guy proving that he is the, the best coach in this in this in this league like 100%. He has no excuse anymore. He had this he has this loaded roster for next year. You know, if if he loses to Dan Lanning next year because I know Oregon's the one new team that's on the schedule for Ohio State next year, then yeah, maybe we're having a different conversation and we do change and we're changing the answer here and and maybe you're coming my direction more saying Dan Lanning, I don't know. But I I think Yes, on paper or face value going into the next year, there's no reason to believe that Ryan Day shouldn't be at, at that level and be the the toast of the town, as you put it. I just like I, I think that given how the last couple of years have gone, he's got to now sort of reaffirm that going into the next year. So with that, we did save one name. The name is Sharon Moore. He's the new head coach at Michigan. We're going to have that debate next is Sharon Moore. Because he's beaten Ryan Day, does that make him the better head coach than Ryan Day, the Michigan panic meter? And we'll wrap it up. But first, a word from our sponsors. 